Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One inning league roulette. Quick games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. Oh, and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD, getting it fired up. And Chris Rose will be with us talking about the Super Bowl. He's live from the Super Bowl. He gives us a, a third straight Super Bowl appearance from Chris Rose, I think. Um, sure. We talk baseball, too, because you guys love baseball. You love baseball. And the article that was making the rounds yesterday, and it was making the rounds in the office this morning, is going to be all over the office blog. Realignment in baseball. Bum, bum, bum. This is something we've referenced a couple times uh, on Talking Baseball. And I didn't even think Talking Yanks. There's 30 teams. I think they'll want 32 teams. I think we're seeing one of the first big steps this year in realignment is the change of the schedule. Everyone plays everyone. Um you know, uh, MLB wants to copy NBA and NFL in any ways they can, and this is one of the ways they can. Um, you can fly and travel anywhere now. <laughs> like the, the East Coast, the West Coast, we, we figured that out. The airplanes did it. We're good. Um, They'll make a schedule that sort of optimizes distances and all that because that's just better than... Less right. optimal. The, the Seattle Mariners, in a way, have been at a massive disadvantage for years because uh, they have extra travel. Uh, but what this more so ties into is the MLB wants to add two more teams. We've heard the rumors of it for a while. Uh, you know, and, and this is outside of, like, Oakland moving uh, or any anything yeah. like that. Tampa was rumored to move for years. Um they want to add two new teams, which, man, when that happens, I will be on cloud nine if you know anything about the way I used to play video games. Um, expansion drafts, fantasy drafts, all of that. I still do it in Battle Royale. We have some of those videos on the JM Gaming. Um, and, man, talk about talking Yanks episodes because I think when they do stuff like that, you can protect, like, yeah. 18 guys or something. I guess it depends how many teams are being added. Like, if... If they had two at once and both of them are drafting, I don't know. The number's different than if only one team's I mean, coming. you want to talk about getting kooky real quick. I mean, each team posting their list of who's prote- protected and are you protecting some of your prospects? How are prospects protected? Like, it you leave gets... Your guy, you leave a guy with a big contract out there because, like, all right, hey, if they want to take him, then you the want Stanton? Off our hands. That'd but, be an interesting Yankees game. Yeah, they, He's available. Especially by the time it happens, like you wouldn't be protected. So we will get into all that when it happens, and that'll be fun. But Jim Bowden, who I think he's technically with the Athletic, and he still does radio stuff, and I think he was a part of GM Files, John Boy Media. Those are some throwback. I think he made an appearance. He might have appeared. He, he, he wasn't. He wasn't one, one, of, one the, of the guys. Yeah, yeah it was Duquette um, and uh, he's your Bobby. he's your media GM, Jim Bowden. Um. And they posted the divisions, and that's the quick debate we had this morning. 
uh, Joe's McFly, John Boy, BBD, uh, Matty Mass on the ones and twos. Um, the East is the one that had all of us talking about. And this would be basically, so it would be an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference, a la NBA, or hockey, I suppose, too, if you track that. Um, and this would be, this is the highlighted division. Maybe we're too close to the situation, but Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies. Um, so what would that mean schedule-wise? You'd assume you're playing those teams more than the others. Um, and that's a power division, and, and where I initially, and I'm willing to be talked into anything. So when we're doing comments, let me know. Uh, Joe's McFly, I'll listen to some of it. Some of it. Jimmer, Trev, Davis. For me, baseball has now been separated into, like, the real big market teams. Um, and those are the Yankees, those are the Mets, those are the Red Sox, and the Phillies have joined that party. Historically, they've been among that, right? Historically, and, and especially I, I think especially as of recency. Yeah, you know, particularly with Dombrowski. Everything they've done. I mean, right now, your mid-Atlantic division is listed as Orioles, Charlotte as one of the expansion teams, the Pirates, and the Nationals. Now, the Nationals have had a budget previously. They're yeah. in full reset. So you do have yeah, to their watch. Their team's selling, but in the past, they've been, they've been a bigger spender. You have to reset your mindset a little bit. But, you know, the Orioles haven't proven they've spent money in a while. Same with the Pirates. Charlotte's an expansion team. I mean, it's really hard to be an expansion team. Braves they don't Mar- run the highest payrolls immediately. Braves, Marlins, Nashville, and the Rays. Rays have had their struggles with payroll through the years. They're finally getting to an okay spot. Their payroll sneaky has been around 100 mil, I think, the past couple years, mm-hmm. which happy for them. But also, I want to flash forward back to Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies. <laughs> I think there can be some tweaks. The division I didn't mention on the East would be Reds, Guardians, Tigers, Blue Jays. Blue Jays like to spend, want to spend, Canada's team. Tigers have spent previously. They've been awful for a while. And, you know, Reds, yeah. Guardians have been a well-run franchise, also haven't spent money. Traditionally don't spend. And, and you know, I, I guess for me, one of those things, and it happens with, I want to throw my Yankees under the bus real quick. And before I do that, DraftKings, why don't you guys go to DraftKings, make a big bet, make an expansion bet. Who will be the next expansion team? I don't know if they have that. I do know they have a bunch of Super Bowl 57 bets. And you, if you're new to the game, you will get $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. They have DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. What they do for a lot of big games is they throw in like a, they'll throw in an easy one, like will there be a passing touchdown? You know, they normally, they'll put a limit on the bet, but... You know, if you play those, like, you can end up in a really good spot. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code BAKERS. Whoo! New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, the Yankees. They signed Carlos Rodon this offseason. It was their second biggest signing this offseason. They re-signed Aaron Judge, who broke the home run record. Uh, six years, 162. Mm-hmm. 
every year we have a team or two that comes out with their biggest free agent signing or their biggest contract. And it's a little eye-opening, right? Like, I think... Wasn't Ben Benintendi the biggest White Sox biggest free White agent Sox signing? History. Yeah. The Chicago White Sox. Chicago. Like, I've seen World Series in our... I've seen them win World Series in our lifetime. I... I've seen them put together really good teams. I've seen them in the bidding for Machado and Harper. Remember, that was a whole thing with the GM. They said they outbid them. Um, Chicago, one of, like, America's great cities, especially for a summertime sport. Hmm. Um, five for 75 is their biggest free agent acquisition ever. Now, it all of this loops back to ownership, and you've heard us do this spiel before, and it, that's true because look at the San Diego Padres. You have the right owner and you're willing to pay. Any team is allowed to sign these free agents. But as of now, I know Steve Cohen's rocked the boat. And it's awesome. And look at this. Go out and pay for players. I wish our team had a Steve Cohen. By the way, awful time to be the Padres team owner. Yeah. like, I mean, that dude's oh. been balling out. Seidler. Yeah. He should be like, doing a, it like a like <laughs> and his doing it predates Cohen, but just Cohen's doing it at such an extreme. He just kind of got one. He up, does not man. get lumped in. That's tough, dude. Give a uh, give Peter Seidler more love. Um, that, and now this feels also rude because I haven't thought about the other side of the coin. But when I've been looking at this, I've said, okay, Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies. That's your current powerhouse East division. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but the sports fan of me does appreciate how cool that would be. Um, Yankees, Mets, yeah. Like, if you turn that into a... It'd be an actual rivalry. Mets, Jet or not Mets, Jets. Jets, Giants, even. Knicks, Nets. Like, you... Yankees, Mets kind of aren't a rivalry. You, you play 1% of your games against each other each year, and then the town kind of puffs their chest. If they played, you know... 10, 15, 20 games a year. Fire me up. That would be awesome. It would be great for baseball. It would become one of the best rivalries in baseball. The Yankees and the Red Sox. Yep. Guess what? Mets and the Red Sox. That would turn up. Ball goes through Buckner's legs. The Phillies, and I guess this is where I'm a little biased, because I know the Mets and Phillies have some history, but the Mets also have a lot of history with the Braves. Um, I mean, they're your division. I don't know. Don't have to overanalyze that. I guess in my mind, I'd love to swap the Phillies out for, I don't even know, Blue Jays, Tigers, Guardians, Orioles. Um, but that also yeah. would be super rude to that team, right? Yeah, and, I get, I, and I'm guessing the purpose of keeping them here with the Mets is they want to one of Mets or one of Phillies Braves to as a long-standing rivalry rivalries. with the Mets to stick in there. I see that. I um, I guess I don't know because seeing these groups of four is funky for me. My brain jumps to the World Cup for whatever reason, and you always see like the one team that's going to advance. You see the team that probably advances. You see the third team that's like, oh, if they have a good World Cup, you know, they sneak out a tie. They could advance. And then you see the team that's like, oh, they're probably screwed. Um, I just, I don't know. It'd be super interesting to see how this sorted out playoffs-wise. I mean, I, I guess 
you know, NBA, they have, if you win your conference, but then everything else after that, right? Like, if you if you win the the Atlantic or whatever, like, you technically get that seed. I forget if it's, like, uh, the divisions, the I feel like, are so out of the, the, the day-to-day mindset of the NBA. Yeah. I don't... I think and I think there were times, gets, right? I think there there were previously like if you won your division, you were automatically a top four seed. But I think that went away last CBA. Don't remember for sure. Comment. Yeah. Uh. So I'll I'll read the West Coast as well. They they have Cubs, White Sox again, New York, Chicago. That would be fun. Uh, Brewers, Twins. That's that's sneaky fun. Trevor Plouffe's talked about that. That's, you know, the good people of the Midwest throwing elbows. Um, Astros, Royals, Cardinals, Rangers. So you got the two Texas teams in there, Astros and Rangers. Cardinals and Royals. That's kind of fun. Rockies, Athletics, Mariners, Giants. So you'd have the two Bay Area teams for how long? Uh, What's going on with the Athletics? We'll see that. Uh, the Rockies and Mariners have always kind of been on an island, so they can be on an island together. Those are some fun, like, video game colors, the green and the purple locking up. And the West-West, the West-West, like that. Diamondbacks, Angels, Dodgers, Padres. So you keep the Dodgers-Padres rivalry going. Angels, Dodgers, LA-LA, uh, and my snake sneak in there. So, I don't know. I guess most importantly... It would end up being, what does this mean? Because uh, even what we just stumbled into the playoffs, like, if end of the day, Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies have good teams, and, and maybe I have too much recency bias, because right now, Mets are one of the favorites, Yankees are one of the favorites, Phillies are a favorite, they just went to the World Series. Um, the Red Sox are not, uh, although we just recorded their TPP, and I, I think there's, there's maybe more bright spots than we saw from the initial outside. Um, you know, in that North division, Reds, Guardians, Tigers, Blue Jays, Blue Jays and Guardians kind of look nice. Orioles, Charlotte that doesn't exist, Pirates, Nats, that's tough. Like, is one of those teams, would one of those teams have to be in the playoffs is kind of what I would need to know. I would assume so. Like, otherwise, why do we even have these? Yeah. You know? So that's, I guess that's where my baseball brain is getting held up. Um, and maybe it's too recent. And, the, hey, maybe the Orioles and Pirates are about to be nasty. Like, two years from now, maybe they fully they rebuilt, and it's awesome. Um, Charlotte, I can't speak on. They don't exist yet. That's tough. I got, it just seems like this specific realignment plan that was laid out, fun thought exercise, but, like, too many things changing. Yeah. Like, I think when they would, when they do this, because eventually two teams are coming and they will realign to some degree. Like, they're not going to have all these teams have like multiple new people. Like, some of them will get really jacked up. But, like, that mid Atlantic division, none of those four teams have been in a division with each other before. Like, I watched, I'll give a a guy a shout out. Literally the other night, I watched a video, not a joke. The channel's name is Cream Master. Hmm. Doing pretty good views wise, actually. But he had a, he had like the leagues are still a thing, and we do a little bit of moving and shaking, but it's still ALNL and all that. Like, he, but he was able to keep Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles together. Mm. That 
far less like adjustment for people. I think you'll lose people if you start having like every team they play now be, I mean, obviously we have the more balanced schedule and all that. Like you will see everyone, but like your division is just completely different. I think they're going to try to limit as much of that as possible. Yeah. Yeah. We know, I mean, baseball has been scared of change. So that's a, it's a good point that to fully shake the tree, but also like, you know, do any of these divisions have three teams that were previously together? I don't think so. I don't think so. At the the West Division, I think does Dodgers, Padres, D backs, yes. but Angels are in there. Halos make the switch. And that's um here's what I'll say. This is fodder. Jim Bowden does radio and stuff, Fun. and it's it's you know, posted on the internet for this reaction. Um I would have to see other examples because living in New York City, I've said it, the Subway Series would be like the coolest thing that could happen. Um, the Yankees and Mets for baseball would be great if they were in the same division um, or if they just played more. And I guess those are the solutions I'd want to look into. Like how could how could we do that tastefully? Like it, it is it just pairing up with your city rivalry? Yeah, right. Because um, with, even with the, the balanced schedule next year, the Yankees and Mets only play two two-game sets. And that right, right, which isn't. It's just it's not a lot when the Yankees are going to play the Orioles fourteen times, the Rays fourteen times. No shots fired at them. Like Camden's awesome, and when the Orioles are good, I'm excited for it. The Rays have actually been a great <laughs> team for a while now. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's it's figuring out the solution that's fair and best for the game. Because right there, I basically just wanted to chop the Phillies out and have the Yankees play more Mets and Red Sox games. Which, mm. again, I part of me likes part of what I love about sports is being fair, and that <laughs> many years could be horrible. You get a good Sox, good Mets team, and the Yankees are are figuring out some of the last year of dudes' contracts. And that's what I was busting Joes with. In this current division, I love our Yanks. It would be f- nothing promised. Game. The Mets are really good. The Phillies are really good. Red Sox, eh? But I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit to, to Yankee fandom that we ignore this. We don't ignore the success, but the secondary levels of Yankee success, like we're pissed. We haven't won rings. We hate that. The Yankees win rings. We want those. We want to go to World Series. We hate that we haven't been to 09? Last time they got there. That's ridiculous and not good, Yankees. Um, the secondary tier to Yankee fandom, no losing seasons in the past 30 years or whatever. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Um, going out and having Carlos Rodon be your second biggest free agent signing. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's insane. That would be so many teams' biggest player they've ever signed. Um, that yeah, I I guess as a Yankee fan, and one of the big things we talked about for a while with Aaron Judge was if the Yankees are the Yankees, they could never let Aaron Judge leave, right? They end up landing there. The Yankees are the Yankees. They keep Aaron Judge. Um, this, and maybe it's super biased. This has. Depending the rules around this, this has a big chance of threatening the Yankees being the Yankees because those are those are big boy payroll teams. 
The Philly. The D- Red Sox just signed Devers for $300 million, close to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets, you know what they've been doing free agent-wise, and they're changing the game. The Yankees are the Yankees. Red uh, Sox just tossed whatever Yoshida's contract is at him. He's not proven. Casually. He's in, other teams literally... Beginning of free agency. Other teams literally can't take that chance. Uh, the Phillies, Bryce Harper, um, Trey Turner. Trey Turner, like, both of them. You know, Schwarber's on a big deal. Bring that to the Reds, Guardians, Tigers, the Orioles, Charlotte, Pirates, Nats division. I don't know. Uh, I would have to learn more about it. It's fun fodder. It's fun geographic fodder. realignment. I think it's interesting that both new teams were in the East. I think mentally, whenever we've done it, we've done like a West Coast and an East Coast, a Nashville or Charlotte, uh, Montreal, and then you pair that up with a Vegas or a... Uh, Portland, something like that. Mm. Um, I wonder how he got there, but and he has looks like he has Oakland moving to L, to Las Vegas, but well, because that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think that's gonna happen. I feel but like it, that's gonna get announced. That, that this gets year, the right? new that gets the new West Coast team out there. Isn't there some timeline that like they're gonna make they're an, gonna an like announcement an this in, year, in, in, like a year from now? Oakland, Las Vegas Athletics, one Google search. So, uh. Three days ago, Las Vegas site gives full support to potential athletics move. What's that mean? All right. Nice. Uh, yeah. See you in Vegas. Not, I know the Yankees like, have kept a big payroll. January 10th, Vegas site selected. Like, what's happening? I don't know what anything means. I think they're there. Seems like they're going. Um, yeah, in, the, in that East division, Yankees have spent... A lot every year, even when we give them shit for sure. luxury tax and all that. Just devil's advocate. What's what would stop them if all three of those teams are spending like they are? The Yankees think they're so. What, what would stop them from just? Oh, we just won't spend then. We're not going to outspend those guys, so we're not going to. Like you could have way. rebuild years, and that would be smart. They'll, like they'll actually do a rebuild at some point if that was their division. Talk about first world problems. Um, all right. We're talking Super Bowl with Chris Rose. We love you. Or I guess last year wasn't. That was L.A. So I guess you just so yeah, didn't. You were there. The first year was Miami, and I think we, we caught you on your morning walk. No, so the first year was Tampa, I want to say. Tampa. If it was, yeah, if it was Super Bowl 55, that would have been Tampa during the pandemic. Yep. And you did. You caught me on, like, their, I don't know if it's a city walk or whatever it is. But, yeah, I was like, ah, I got to get my do my old man walk and yeah. yeah let's let's knock it out so this will hopefully be although you caught me on a wednesday wednesday is gardener day so oh. you might hear some some weed whacking going on during this whole thing that's uh the one time we don't have a manscaped read um okay i think, uh, I think wednesday's ploof's gardener day yeah do you you and ploof yes wow how about that it's big around uh around you know we we live about 10 miles away from one another, but their gardener Wednesday is big. And then trash Thursday mm. is big too. So um, it's usually not the garbage trucks that make the sounds when you'll, when you're listening to baseball today, when we're doing it, it's usually the dog barking mm. at the garbage trucks that make the sound. Well, hopefully we'll be lucky enough to get a little bit of that today. Um, Chris Rose, Super Bowl 57. Is that right? Yes, wow. it is. Wow. Yeah, LVII. We'll start by ranking your top favorite 50 Super Bowls, and then we'll get into this one. Okay. 
Um, so number Good. 50. Oh, God. Oh, we're going from backwards <laughs> to the best. Man, okay. no, Don't no, laugh no. at him. No, I Don't won't. laugh at him because we really was about to do this. Don't cut. Yeah, the Chris, you'd actually love doing that. So we're not doing that now. We will talk. Uh, the Chiefs are back. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Uh, not too much of a shocker there when you talk about them before the season or, or what they're involved in. I mean, the only shock was Mahomes. Not was, true. Was, okay. Not true. What was the preseason narrative this year in the AFC West? Well, that it was going to be the toughest division. And mm-hmm. I was I was about to spin it back to the Bills, too, who were, you know, that they played the Chiefs previously and Josh Allen and, you know, they had that shootout game last year. I, I guess nothing is promised in the NFL. I, I just meant the spirit of... If I told you before the season Patrick Mahomes was going back to the Super Bowl, I, I don't think you would have gasped at me. Not gasped, but there were a lot of people who did not have them winning the division, let alone winning the AFC, right? They traded Tyreek uh, for picks. They watched Devontae Adams go and pair with his college buddy, Derek Carr, in Vegas with an innovative, uh, brilliant second-time head coach in Josh McDaniels. <laughs> We all thought the Chargers were going to be better with a high-powered offense uh, under third-year quarterback. Uh, and then, of course, Russ going to Denver. And so everybody was going, oh, man, yeah. I don't know how they're going to win that division. Well, not only did they win it, they smoked everybody else in that division. They won it with a month to go. And I think what it has just shown you is how exceptionally talented Patrick Mahomes is. Right? Look at his receiving core. And it hasn't even been all that healthy this year. But when Marquez Valdez hyphen Scantling is the only veteran you can rely on basically for three quarters against the Cincinnati Bengals, and you still end up beating a damn good team, that's impressive. On one ankle, by the way. Right. Right. Uh, a bad a bad ankle sprain. And I, I think the other the other thing I want to key in there, you mentioned special Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid deserves the the assist on that too, and obviously mm-hmm. Kelsey and uh, you know any of the other Kansas City stars, you know Chris Jones and that. But uh, I think the Reid Mahomes pairing has been one of the more beautiful things football has seen in recent years with the offensive guru and uh, kind of the freak that is Mahomes when he busts out that one or two runs a game that you're like, wait, he can do that. He kind of runs like mm-hmm. a tight end himself a little bit, like when he's in the open field. There's a speed power combo to him that's. <laughs> It's just awesome. We're we're too used to it at I this think point. It's, yeah, I think it's the most underappreciated part of his game, which is why I think this Sunday is going to be a real challenge for him, right? He's going against a team that had 15 more sacks than any other team. Oddly enough, the Kansas City Chiefs finished second with 55 sacks. If they get five more, they're going to set the all-time single-season record, including the playoffs. Now, I know we played more games than the 84 Bears did, but sure. still, it means something. And the fact that Philadelphia could do a lot like they did five years ago when they won it all, where they can rotate seven or eight different pass rushers, keep guys fresh, particularly some veterans along that line. And then Dominican Sue and Fletcher Cox and Hargrave and, you know, guys like that, that they don't have to play every play, particularly Sue and Cox at this point in their careers. Um but they can make game splashing, game changing plays will be very, very interesting. But uh you know, I, just, I I do like this matchup an awful lot. I think it's going to go down to the last three or four minutes here. Well, and that's where I was I was 
flashing back to Tampa because I remember, hey, I mean, you know, still, I don't want to say nervous, but, you know, a young, young little old me talking to Chris Rose about the Super Bowl, and I was like, Mahomes and Brady, how beautiful is this? And, like, is Tampa's only chance if Tom Brady is Tom Brady? And you're like, well, not really because I think they're they're better on the D-line. Um, and the Eagles, who we haven't fully circled up to, they started this season as kind of the sexy team a little bit. Everyone was like, that mm-hmm. division looks weak, and, and Hurts took a step, and talent, they have it all over the field. It happened, full tilt. They were rolling. They kind of, I don't want to say limped into the playoffs, but they weren't as sexy, and then they kind of flipped the switch, which you always wonder in sports if that's there, but they had kind of done a lot of their work. And, Rosie, you already started there, but the D-line and their O-line, man, like, mm-hmm. is that what we're going to be talking about on Monday? Because, God, they're... They're so dominant, and it leads into dominance in their running and their passing and other aspects of their defense. So, BBD, I don't know if you have the ability to pull up tweets on this show. Do you? Mm. Mm. Not in the graphic super, super easily. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, why don't you just pull up my – I have a pinned tweet there. Chris Rose's Twitter. Why don't you read it? Take me a quick Why don't you read it for the class? At Chris Rose. Real quickly. Yeah, and this is from, I believe, September 8th. So exa- mm-hmm. would this be exactly Sep- six months ago today? September 8th, that what it would 7.48 p.m. I believe that's Eastern time where I am right now. It is? Uh, yes, it's right before kickoff first of, kickoff. of the first that. game of the year. Yes, last, so last here we go. Year, Read it, please. Last year, I, Chris Rose, picked the, the Bills to make the Super Bowl. I'm going to do it again. However, they will lose in Arizona too. Dot 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 dot. The Eagles. Mm. Maybe I just want to hear Jason Kelsey's second Super Bowl speech. Enjoy the season. See you Sunday on Game Day highlights and Game Day final. Okay. So there you go. So do I get half credit for that or what? I mean, you can get three quarters credit, I believe, because if the Eagles win, mm. that's what's important that you got the Super Bowl yes. winner. So who they play. <laughs> yep. Um, it matters a little less. So, okay, I didn't realize that there was some some ploof World Series situation going on here. Not quite. No, not no, no. Quite. We're not going to go that far. That was that was incredible. But here's the so here's the reason I saw it that way. As you well know, uh, I I call play by play for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. In the in the preseason, the right? Browns. Uh, not drawn to scale on this helmet, and um, we did a joint practice a couple days with the Philadelphia Eagles. And at that point, I thought the Browns, we knew that Deshaun Watson was going to be missing some time. At that point, it was six games. We didn't know it was going to be 11. But the defense, which had played very well the last three quarters of the 2021 season, was coming back pretty much intact. And I thought, boy, okay, the defense can carry them. They're going to be really good. And then I watched the Eagles take it to the Browns on both sides of the football. Now, granted, it was just two joint practices. But I looked at their physicality and the amount of talent they had on both sides of the line. So it meant that even if they had some injuries, that they had a tremendous amount of depth, which most teams do not have on those parts of their team. And I said, you know what? I think they're going to win the NFC East. I said, you know what? I think they're going to get enough wins to maybe be that one seed. And if they get that one seed, I think they can win two games and end up in Glendale. And sure enough, this is exactly what happened, and it's exactly kind of the way it's played out. Now, I will say this. I think that Jalen Hurts has turned into a much better passer than I than I ever anticipated. 
Did he struggle at the end of the year? Yes. I think we're going to find out once this game is over just how much that shoulder is bothering him. Right. I think it's been a real issue for him. Uh, he's coming off his worst statistical game of the year in the NFC Championship where he only threw for 121 yards. But he hasn't needed to be great in part because they faced a Giants team that just can't match up offensively with the Eagles. And they faced a team that couldn't have a forward pass thrown in the second half. So this is going to be a challenge for them. Um, but I just love everything about the Eagles. I don't think they have a weakness on this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you go through the weakness, the weakness was kind of supposed to be Hurts, and now he's this dual threat, like, power and speed running. I, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think if you're a football fan, you've heard the about the 600-pound squats, a.k.a. the Chris Rose. Um, you, you've seen... Can't... No, can't no. do the squats after that second uh, microdiscectomy. Just uh, I'm out on the – I don't want that false information okay. out there. Um, just not – I don't even know if I could do six-pound squats at this point. <laughs> we'll find out uh, the next time we see you. Uh, big old bear hug, and I'm just going to lift my legs up, and we'll see what happens. By the way, that's very soon. Very Yeah, soon. that is very soon. I'm excited for that. Um, big, Are we allowed to talk about that or events. no? We people know I'm getting married. It's it's out there. Okay. Getting getting buried. No. You can't you can't make those jokes with Chris 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 Rose. If I had to do a top top five of maybe hap, hap most happily married people I know, you might be on that list, Chris Rose. It's true. Now I don't know if Michelle is, right. but I am. No, she she's uh, for probably not. For however many years running, not on the list, but uh, you are. So we're happy for your happiness. Um, Thank you. Yeah, 25 and a half if you're keeping track. Wow. Wow. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, Kelsey Bowl. What? Uh-huh. So you're, I don't want to say you're riding with the Eagles, but you kind of have all year in a way. We just went through that old mm -hmm. tweet. Uh, their Their formula seems... I guess fairly simple. If we're talking, if we're greasing poles, um, we expect it to be the same way, right? Like, it's going to be kind of dominant. Like, they dominate on the lines, which allows them to run the ball. It sets up their passing. And when none of that's there, it seems like Jalen Hurts scrambles for that seven yards in the first down. And it's just like, damn, we don't know what to do anymore. Um, the guys on the outside uh, between AJ uh, and Devontae, I, it's everywhere with them is I, I laid it out there like this last time and you shut it down a little bit. So I'm kind of hoping for that. If it's the chiefs, is it just, it's Mahomes magic and it's beautiful. And he's, we start comparing him to Brady even more. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack there. Let's start with just the game itself. Okay. Um, I do think they're going to have to run the ball to be successful. A little bit. I, I know that with the exception of Michael Hardman, who got put on injured reserve, yeah. uh, that it sounds like Juju's going to be out there. Uh, and it sounds like Kadarius Tony will be out there. We don't know how healthy those two will be, but they're going to need them at some point. Regardless of whether Kelsey has the help on the outside or doesn't, they're still going to get him the ball. Few guys have. I've rarely seen guys be able to get open when you know the ball's going to <laughs> them anyway. Insane. And he still is like uncovered by three or four yards. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Insane. So um, 
he is he is special, and what he and Mahomes have built together over these five year, years in which uh, Mahomes has been a starter has been sensational. But they have to run the ball effectively. They have to do it. And you can run a little bit against Philly. You know, they're number one against the pass, in part because of that pressure they get on them, but the secondary is pretty good as well. Um, so I think that's part of the game plan here for for Kansas City. As far as talking big picture, if, and it's a big little word here, IF, if the Chiefs end up winning this thing, I come from the school of you don't have to wait before you start throwing bouquets at certain people. Uh, I have had the good fortune of watching the NFL very closely for nearly five decades. So I feel like I have seen all the – I saw Montana from beginning to end. Uh, I saw Aikman from beginning to end. I saw all of Steve Young's career. I saw all of Dan Marino's career. John Elway, uh, you know, moving into Peyton Manning and then Tom Brady and all of that sort of stuff. So if we're strictly doing it numbers-wise, I think you're doing your eyes a disservice to what you think greatness is. Because I can tell you, I don't think I've ever seen somebody with the skill set of Patrick Mahomes um, his ability to keep plays alive, to use his brain. I mean, how many times a game does he make a throw where you're like, what the fuck was he thinking? Yeah, Not very often, right? You seem to get that with a lot of other quarterbacks. Like Josh Allen is a perfect example. There is a high, high reward every time Josh Allen throws the ball. There's also a very high risk every time he throws the ball. With Mahomes, you equal, if not better, the reward but the risk run is so low, so low for the most part. And that's, I mean, that's the top of the line when you're talking about quarterbacks, right? When Brett Favre was playing, once again, very similar to Josh Allen, high risk, but he'd throw the other team five or six passes that they could pick off a game. So there was always always that high risk there and, and high reward to come along with it. I really think that he's going to win the MVP tomorrow. And that if he ends up winning a second Super Bowl all by the age of 27, it is not too early to say that he's in the top five all-time of quarterbacks, in my opinion. It's a compelling argument, right? If it looks like it looks. Uh, and, you know, we had some sports history last night with LeBron passing and everyone wants to right? do their, their that thing. Because, you know, LeBron, it's, it's past the eye test the whole way. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think we needed him to get to this point to be like, wow, LeBron's good. Uh this is Kansas City's, uh, what is it, three Super Bowls in four years um, yes. mm -hmm. with this guy. And I, I think one of the things I, I began to appreciate more uh, as the Brady retirement was looming was when everyone started doing like, you know, I, I think Rodgers Rogers has only been to one Super Bowl. Um, hmm? Drew Brees was at two or only went to one. Um, uh, they won... They won Super Bowl forty four, and that was it. And that was, and it's just one of those things. Like you know, those guys are so good. <laughs> those guys are so good that you need the team, you need the coaching. But it feels like if you're that next tier, Tom, and it looks like Patrick's on a clear trajectory and trajectory. Even trajectory is when you put the paper on the sheet and then it it goes on the wall. Yeah, and then the little. I don't know if BBD even saw yeah, those that in school. Did you guys see projectors? Uh, no like way. the like with the one they wheel with out the light there, bulb? And the light, yeah, yeah, yeah. It shines up and out. Yeah, 
Yeah, That's, they graduated off those by the time I got to middle school, but we had them in my smart elementary boards. school. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, those are done. Those were, uh, man. Uh, Kansas City, three Super Bowls in four years. A lot of that was Mahomes. Reed gets the assist. Um, no, he's 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 incredible. And like you said, the risk factor is so funny. He also has that one. He has the one or two a game. I, I remember, uh, I want to say two years ago, it was against the Broncos, and, and they were all excited, and he completed a third down, I think, with his left hand. And it was just like, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know he's going to have a couple moments of pure brilliance that nobody can tap into. Um, and you just wonder when those moments are going to hit and are those deflating for Philadelphia? Ha- have you done everything right and somehow uh, his his magic powers are are too much? Who's um who's the star? Because Hurts and Mahomes, obviously they've been circled. The youngest quarterback duo, right, in a Super Bowl history, combined mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Um African, that is correct. Two African-American quarterbacks, uh, and we always mm-hmm. zoom in on the quarterback. They're obviously going to get so much attention, and, and like we said, the trenches, and there's so many other things. I, I guess uh, skill set, skill position-wise, who are you most excited to see? Is it is it A.J. Brown in a big game? Uh, I, I mean, Kelsey already, you know, he's already in the conversation for best tight end ever, so, I mean, even if he throws up a – a five for 45, no one's going to be like, oh, Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I guess no. Pacheco, uh, I, I know he's a guy that you mentioned if they're going to run the ball, he's the guy that might get the lion's share. I guess of the skilled guys on both teams, who who's jumping off the board to you the most? I think the best wide receiver slash tight end combo in the NFL is Philadelphia. Uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. I think that is a uh, phenomenal triumvirate. I think it's excellent. Um, A.J. Brown has not had 30 yards receiving in either playoff game yet. So they have dusted the Giants and the Niners, and A.J. Brown has basically been a spectator. So I expect him to test this really young secondary – and I thought the secondary actually did a pretty good job against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and that. Well, group. They probably have an um, argument they got, for for best wide receiver, wide receiver group at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You can certainly make that argument. Um, but I love what AJ Brown has brought to to Philadelphia. You usually don't think of wide receivers changing the mentality of a group. But I think that A.J. Brown has. He is tough as shit. He is physical. He will run right through you and run past you. Um, I think he's going to have an opportunity to have a really, really big day Sunday. Now, the Kansas City secondary, they did give up some big plays against the Bengals. But you have to remember how young that part of their team is. As they have now continued to pay um, some offensive linemen and obviously Mahomes, and obviously uh, Kelsey and stuff like that, um, they've had to chop in other areas, right? They traded Tyreek Hill. They've had to draft in their secondary. They drafted Trent McDuffie. They drafted Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. Uh, They drafted uh, Jalen Watson in the seventh round. So Pacheco isn't the only seventh rounder. Uh, This kid Williams, I think, was a fifth rounder. George Karloftis on their defensive line. Mm -hmm. You're talking about five contributors on defense that are all rookies. And I think that story, nobody knows about that story. That is big time. That's what Steve Spagnolo has been able to do um, defensively. But 
With that being said, I just I feel like AJ Brown. This is going to be his chance to shine. He's kind of waited in the weeds. You haven't heard much from him. I think he's ready to explode Sunday. Do you spin the rookie thing in a positive or negative light with the fact that you know this is now going to be game seventeen game regular season two playoff games. This will be their twentieth game. So you know th- mm-hmm. it's not like it's a rookie in their fourth game. Like a lot of these guys now have some experience that mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like in, <laughs> in a matter of a weekend, they're going to be second year players, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know. Right. Is there, is there a positive spin zone there for Chiefs fans or is it, you, you got rookies in the secondary. That's scary. Well, it's only from the standpoint of it now being the biggest game on the planet. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, but that could be true for guys who are, you know, Carlos Dunlop on the defensive line for them has been around 13 years or whatever and he's making his Super Bowl debut so the first I I don't know how you react differently as a guy in his early 30s as opposed to a guy who might be 21 and playing in the Super Bowl you that's stuff we'd have to ask them uh, and guys that have been through it so I suppose that's all it is um you do hear from so many guys that once the game starts, you just kind of settle in and you realize it's a football game. It's no longer the Super Bowl. Right. It is the Super Bowl to us, but it's the Super Bowl. And maybe when it starts and maybe if it's real crunch time and the game's tied at 23 with four minutes to go, that maybe people realize the <laughs> how much is on the line. The oh shit. Um Yeah. Chris Rose, this preview has been brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. You, if you're a new customer, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. If you have no idea with the Super Bowl, you can basically bet on anything. Um, and they have some happy hour boosts going for the games. Why don't you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code BAKERS. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, Chris Rose, I think I got one more good-bad question for you. Um, yes, sir. I, I guess around a lot of sporting events, you'll hear... And, and I, I've asked you this because, you know, you work with, uh, I mean, the NFL Network, it's, it's stacked with people. Um, and I, I love when sporting events, even spring training sometimes, bringing it back to baseball, there's a gossip around the team or there's this line. If this player breaks out, this is going to happen. I, I guess is there anything that maybe you've heard from multiple people that feels like the consensus, and maybe it could be as like, the Eagles' lines are too good. They're going to dominate this game. Or is there, a, is there something that you've heard, or maybe you feel personally, that, that is kind of the elevator pitch that you're hearing around this Super Bowl? Well, if you remember the last time the Chiefs were in it, uh, Mahomes had to spin back the odometer. It seemed like every snap he would get it run 27 yards backward and then try and make a miraculous play, right? Yeah. Every snap that was happening like they tallied up the number of yards he actually ran throughout the game and it was like a billion or something um and so what did the chiefs do in the offseason they spent money in free agency they made a a trade for orlando brown they drafted a couple guys on their offensive line and now there's only one starter in andrew wiley who was in that super bowl 55 loss to the bucks so now that um they've spent money draft capital on improving this line 
going against the best defensive line, um, you know, in the sport collectively. I mean, I'm watching that. I want to know if they can keep those monsters off of Mahomes. And particularly when, you know, at some point, he's going to do something in the game where he tweaks his ankle. He had it pop up a couple of times against Cincinnati where he's rolling one direction, you know, he's trying to plant and something weird happens. It's going to happen. But can they keep him upright enough to the point where he can be Patrick Mahomes? And to me, it's just that simple there. It is it is that simple. I suppose if there's one other thing that we haven't really talked about, it's the run game of Philadelphia, which has been exceptional. Yeah. We saw them run all over the number one ranked defense in San Francisco. I just think they eventually got tired and worn out at the end of that Eagles game. But they ran for four touchdowns. You know, they're unbeaten when Miles Sanders runs for a score. If you're into that sort of stuff, they're 9-0. Mm-hmm. and oh. Jalen Hurts has 15 rushing touchdowns, most ever for a quarterback in a season. So a lot of ways they could beat you. And by the way, don't we think that Nick Sirianni, it looks like he won a contest, fan contest in Philly and got to come out of the stands and coach them. He's, he's the perfect fit. Trev was so mad at us for a while because we said Gabe Kapler wasn't a fit in Philly. Because Gabe's kind of like too roped up and a little too well put together. Sirianni is yeah. perfect. Like he's got a little touch of the perfect. facial hair, but it's it's not too hot. It's not like peak Bradley Cooper hot. It's uh, I mean, it's everything they could want. Um and yeah, I, I guess that's that's the thing for me is the Eagles could be this crazy dominant all time team. Like they blew out their two playoff games, although you know, the Niners couldn't throw the ball at the end. The Giants were kind of overachieving on their season, but two blowout wins, they dominated the regular season when they had to, um, that I think we're going to find out. I, I think we could be sitting there in the second quarter like, damn, these Eagles were real, and it's 21-7, to and here we are. Uh, I think yeah, if, the, I hope not. if the Chiefs linger, uh, I think the more Mahomes becomes Mahomes, and as that that Super Bowl target gets bigger and bigger, then it becomes more Mahomes and Hurts. And how could you, how could you pick against Mahomes as not shots fired to Hurts? Um, the longer it goes, so I don't know that. That's where I don't I don't know the X's and O's well enough to see if, uh, like you're saying, I, <laughs> if we see Mahomes sprinting back every play in the first quarter, I think for me that would be this. It's grease the poles. Well, one other thing I would say. Sure. I think there's a lot of pressure on Andy Reid to stay out of Andy Reid's way. <laughs> what I mean by that is, as great a, co- a coach as he is, and he is a surefire Hall of Famer, there are times where he, in my opinion, he gets too cute. Yeah. And I think that with Mahomes battling the ankle that he is and going against the pass r- rush that he will, man, they, I said it already. They got to run the ball a bit. And we saw them have to do that against Jacksonville. You know, Chad Henney came in the game and he made some plays through the air, but for the most part, that was a 98 yard drive on the ground. And they showed they could do it. Yeah. Like if your offensive line is good enough, and if the Eagles, not that they have a weakness defensively, but we know they're better against the pass than they are against the run, then let's go for that. You know, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be Madden. You don't have to throw it 87% of the time. Yeah. So, and even some, some, something to watch some of his creative stuff, when it's brilliant, it's brilliant. But 
when you try to do a, a shovel pass or, or trick shovel yeah, pass on cute. first down and then it's second and 16, yeah, you're you're putting yourself yeah. in a bad spot against a really good team. So, okay, I like that. Um, Chris Rose, Chris Rose rotation. Kike was this week, baseball today. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. With you and your, we'll call him your co-host. Um, and we'll see you for Super Bowl stuff Sunday night, right? Isn't that... That's the the Chris Rose slot? Yes. So uh, I have the good fortune of, in my opinion, doing the best show of the year on NFL Network. It's for two hours and flip on over from Fox, right, to NFL Network after the game. Uh, We have the winners on our set. And part of the reason I say that it's like the best assignment because there's very few times when you work in, um, in sports covering events that you get to see people's lives change right in front of your eyes. So one of it is when you're covering a championship, whether it's a World Series, NBA Finals, Stanley Cup, World Cup, I don't care what it is, or in this case, the Super Bowl. Uh, it It's not about money, even though it is at the end. It really isn't for, for a few minutes. Like the confetti falls, you see these guys that have worked so hard since they were six years old, or whatever, chasing a dream. And for the first time ever, they could be standing at the mountaintop. Like it's pretty special to be around that. The only other times I could say that is, is when uh, guys get into the hall of fame. And I've had the good fortune of being around some guys when they found out they were getting into their sports immortality. Mm. And uh, it's really, really cool because you just, you're around them and you get kind of a peek behind the curtain of them realizing the emotions of how much it took how many people it took to get to a certain plateau. So I can't wait for that. And, you know, pretty, pretty fortunate to be able to cover that. I mean, I mean, the, the hall of fame is immortality is a Super Bowl win is also that's, um, yep. you know, that, that lives forever. Um, Chris Rose third year doing this. You're the best. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I get to My see pleasure. you soon. I just put that together. Um, I my know. God. I know. It might be fun. We're taking Southwest there, and so we have okay. 27 stops, but it should be fine, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like know, a train. Charting your, it's like charting your course with an electric car. <laughs> you know, you have to stop in certain places. And <laughs> all of that. Well, don't worry. We should get there. Uh, yeah. The nuptials are Saturday at four local time. We should get there by March. 13th or so yeah well uh i think there's going to be cameras and stuff so we can replay it when when you show up oh great so good thank you at chris rose the best ever